Breaking the cycle to step forward. Authentic conversations from lived experience and a professional perspective in overcoming abuse with Chris Tuck and Beverly Ann. Hi everyone and welcome to Breaking the Cycle to Step Forward podcast with myself Chris Tuck and my co-host. Hello, I'm Beverly Ann. And our special guest today is Della Wright and Della is a survivor, activist, campaigner and I'm sure she's got a few other names for herself which we'll hear about in a moment. <laughs> but first of all I just want to welcome you onto our podcast Della. Me and you go back quite a few years now and we've done quite a few lives around the topic that we're going to discuss today mm -hmm. um, but it's just an up hill struggle an uphill battle isn't it can you tell everybody a little bit about your background your history and where we are at the moment with what you're trying to do god that's a lot sorry yeah. but over to you no that's fine thank you for having me again Chris um I really appreciate all the support over the years and it has been years um so a bit of background um so I was abused from the age of six by an already convicted sex offender. Um, he was well known to social services. We were um, the probation office and everything. And still he was allowed to live in my house with a six-year-old. Um, so that's the bones of it, actually. That's that's what happened. But then, so fast forward to 2015, um, three, four decades on. So I went to the police because it was all in the media at that time. And I thought, actually, actually, it was watching one of your videos. You did something with the police where you were showing how they'd changed and they were actually listening. And I, that actually gave me confidence. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to try again. So I have a huge thank you to you for that. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't realise that. Yeah, that's what happened. I watched your video. So, um, yeah, so I went to the police in 2015. During that process, they said to me, well, we know who this person is. His name, I knew him as Terry Price. We know who he is, but that's not his name now. He's now called Robert McEwen. I didn't even think anything of it. I just brushed that over. You know, you've got so much going on, haven't you? And, yeah, you are know, in that trauma. So it, I, that didn't even concern me at the time. So it wasn't until January 2017 they actually charged him. Um, and then we have to go through the process, court process. So you'll know, and probably a lot of your listeners will know, that you start off in the magistrates and it has to be escalated to the Crown Court. I didn't know any of that at the time. So it came to him putting his plea in. And I was, you know, I couldn't sleep the night before and I thought, this now determines whether I'm going to have to go through the court process if he pleads not guilty or he'll mm -hmm. plead guilty and then I won't have to go to trial. Of course, he's not going to plead guilty. But, um, yeah, so I waited up all night. I couldn't sleep. I was waiting for the phone call the next day, what's happened. Um, and when that phone call eventually come through about half five on the evening, they said, unfortunately, he's not been able to plead today because he's changed his name. And that, that was, I literally fell to the floor crying like a baby, like screaming, like, what the actual hell is going on here? You know, why are you letting him do this? Is now taking control again. He's 
got your wall running rings around, having to go back to the drawing board to change all the paperwork. It that's the first time I really took it on board and thought, are they allowed to do this? Yeah, what yes. what in what on earth are, are yeah. even allowing that to happen? Why didn't exactly. they check the paperwork for legalities? Yeah. Can I can I just clarify, Della? When you say he changed his name again, was that a third time or was that from the time that he changed it before? So I don't know exactly at that point, but I do know now that he's changed his name five times. Wow. Yeah, and each time, so over five decades, he's gone on to change his name five times to re-offend each time. So, yeah, so that was that. Um, but the, the courts, and the, they knew what he was doing. He's done it before, mm -hmm. although they still allowed him to do it. Um, so we go to trial, and thankfully he was found guilty, um, and he was sentenced to 22 years plus five on licence. So, you know, that was a great result. And yeah. I thought, I expected, oh, I'm going to go through this court process. I'm going to feel like an absolute warrior. It's going to be amazing. Like, yeah. I'm back. That didn't happen. <laughs> you know, you think you're going to go through all that, but you so worked up with the whole process of it, aren't you? And ingrained in that, it takes over your life. Yeah. And when it's finished, it's like, oh, right. It's like going through the storm. And then when the storm's passed, that's when it hits you, isn't it? Yeah. So knowing that he'd been able to do this, we've changed his name now. So we've gone through the trial in 2017, September. And then I was thinking, what is this about the name changes? And I started researching, finding out actually it's really common. Um, I had a visit from the probation afterwards, like, you know, victim liaison. Um, and they said, Della, it happens all the time. She says, we don't know who's who. Unless someone like you, a victim, tells us or, you know, unless the police want to share that information, we don't even know who we're dealing with. It's like... Before you carry on, Della, it is up to, isn't it, legally, it's up to the sexual offender to tell the authorities that they've changed their name. That's yeah. where it sits at the moment, isn't it? Or where Absolutely. it did sit, yeah? Yeah. So we were like... How can that even be a thing when we know that if they're going to change the name, they're not going to tell anybody, are they? Why would they? No, exactly. Um, this also, is a... Sorry, Della. And no, also, when they've changed their name, is that right that if they go for a GBS clearance, it comes up as nothing against their name? Yeah, which is just horrific, isn't it? Makes a mockery of the GBS system. Absolutely. So let's go back to you, Della. Sorry we keep interrupting, but no, you're, we're do. probably going to have lots of listeners going, what? What? Did oh, no. we hear that right? Did we hear that right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly my stance. You know, I couldn't believe this. But, you know, how on earth? And so when I started researching, of course, um, the summer murders with <clears throat> Holly Wells mm -hmm. and Jessica Chapman, that was one of the big ones that came up. And so... That was going back to early 2000, and so the Bichard inquiry was came as a result of that, I think 2003, and that found that the name change loophole was a serious issue, and one of the recommendations was to close that loophole. Yeah. So this was 2018, I'm thinking, they've known about this all that time, and no one's done anything to change it. Yeah. You know, it's incredible. How did that impact you, Della, when you realised that? was happening 
absolutely disgusted because I've been let down by every single service going. So services, school, um, hospitals, doctors, everybody along the way. And I just thought, as a victim, you you obviously, we know that you feel a lot of guilt yourself. And I just think, here's me carrying around all this guilt when these people in power know that this is going on and done absolutely nothing to change it. Yeah. Uh, so I found a um, radio show that the BBC did um, that was going back to 2010, I think it was. It was around the time that um, Sarah's Law was due to be implemented. Yeah. They knew that Sarah's Law was never going to work because of this loophole. So, you know, so when people go to ask for a name check, it's only as good as the name that they're given. Yeah. So Sarah's Law fails, Claire's Law fails. And, you mm -hmm. know, these are the ground rock of safeguarding, or supposed to be, mm -hmm. um, and they, they don't work. So I just think they were put in place to appease the public without anybody knowing that they knew they were never going to work. And the actual details, it's always the devil's in the detail, isn't it? It's yeah. just like people just think, oh, they've passed a law. That's going yeah. to um, change the way that safeguarding happens and should be more effective. And it should close down any loophole that was present. Yeah. But as you found out, they just didn't work. No. And that made me actually really angry because I recently watched... Um, the thing about Maxine Carr on Netflix, the yeah. docu-series. And at the very end of that, they actually put it on the screen about the Bichard Inquiry and the name change loophole and that it's all been changed now, everything's perfectly fine. And I was like, if you've done the slightest bit of research for this programme, you would know that that is not true. And that's yeah. so dangerous to put that out there that it, everything's fine now. Yeah. So how did all of this make you feel, Della? And what, what made you um do the work that you are going to tell us about going forwards? So I just knew that I couldn't sleep at night knowing that this was still going on. I mean, it shouldn't be down to us as victim survivors to have to campaign, but if we don't, who will? Mm -hmm. You know, so that was, um, it just felt like a, a huge weight really that I know about this. I'm not going to live with it. Something needs to change. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I started, um, I think it was early 2018, I started a petition. And I thought, you know, wow, once the public know about this, there's going to be absolute uproar. Yeah. The petition's going to go wild. I think mm -hmm. there was one about, at the same time around that, for Boatim at Boatface that had millions of people voting on it. And I thought, well, once they know about this safeguarding issue for our kids, it's going to be an easy one. Yeah. But no. <laughs> it wasn't got, easy was it at no, all we got three thousand signatures and that was such a hard start yeah I just think it, what is going on in people's minds like we couldn't understand they, it could we Della yeah. it was just like we did Facebook lives didn't we we did everything. everything to try and push up the uh the sign up to the petition yeah. and if I get it correct it's a hundred thousand signatures you need for a debate isn't it in parliament absolutely and, you managed to get 3,000 3, at the time and then we ran out of time, didn't we? Yeah. So while I was doing that petition, 
just randomly another one popped up on Facebook and it was like pretty much exactly the same as what I was doing. And that's how I got involved with the Safeguarding Alliance because they'd been um, looking into this since 2017, 2018 as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I got in touch with Emily from the Safeguarding Alliance and it was incredible that she'd actually started doing research as well with freedom of information and she was getting mm -hmm. shocking results. Um, so we joined forces and that's when the Sky News did their, uh, it's called 900 Sex Offenders Missing, which yeah. is a clue in the title. So that what Emily had found, out of 43 police forces, only 16 of them replied to the Freedom of Information. And from that 16, 900 sex offenders were currently missing. So, so if you multiplied that up to the 43 yeah. police forces, um, who knows what the figure is? Exactly. And this is where, you know, we know how shocking it is and, and we're all involved in keeping up to date. So for anyone who's outside of the, you know, survivor circle, should we say, the everyday person that's not really aware of abuse, and that's that's great, but they're wanting to be aware and, and maybe, and not maybe, but protect their own children in um, schools, etc. This is where it really is shocking because they trust in the system. Yeah. As we all do. Exactly, because we think that the system is there to protect. Yeah. And when you find out that they've known since early 2000s and they've done nothing. And Bella as well, using your example, your lived experience, where he changed his name at least five times that yeah. you know of, and he went on to offend each and every time. Now, we can't extrapolate that and say that every offender who changes their name has gone on to offend but there would be a majority that have because that's why they do it they change yeah. their name to go on to reoffend. so that is just the word's not crazy it's absurd it's not acceptable it, it, in, in what in what world that these professionals work and live in is this deemed acceptable? It's just absolutely shocking. Yeah. Please, please carry on. Wow. <laughs> so we eventually did a second petition. That one, after the Sky interview, actually got a lot more traction. Um, but still, it was a long, hard slog, and we only managed to get 37,500 signatures at the end. Which was incredible, but as you say, not enough to get it debated no. in Parliament. So, you know, as much as we'd worked and we hoped that this would be, you know, get it into the, in front of uh, MPs, it didn't have that effect. So it was back to the drawing board, really. But thankfully, at that time, Sarah Champion came on board. I mean, she's yeah. been with us now for a good few years, shouting yeah. everywhere she can about this. Um, and so thankfully, that then, so we got loads of media interest, we've done mm -hmm. everything we could. Um, and then I wrote my, the book as well, because I yeah. wanted, to, like you say, Beverly, just a normal person on the street, I wanted them to know, actually, yeah. this is what's going on. I would love it to get in the hands of people that are you know, trying to be social workers, doctors, 
frontline workers, people that work with children in whatever capacity, but really just the everyday person. I want everybody to know this is the reality. Yeah. The only way, we, the only way we're going to raise awareness to enable proactive prevention of abuse for yeah. children so they can grow up and young people in a safe environment. Because yeah. knowledge is power in that respect from a exactly. positive point of view. So the book came out and we've got so much response from that. I went and did a talk in a university and that was for people that were training to be social workers, training in the police, training to be teachers. And the reaction from them was absolutely fantastic. Like when I went in there, I thought, oh, I don't know who's going to turn up. That had to bring extra chairs and everything in there. Yay. And it was so well received. It was incredible. Um, so they've done an amazing job of getting it out to people. Um, Before you carry on, Della, what's the book called? Trapped. Trapped. Yeah. Okay. And it's available on Amazon, across all bookstores. Yeah. yeah. And we'll put a link in as well for anyone watching or listening. There'll be a link underneath so that you'll be able to, whatever you're listening to this or watching this on, you'll be able to go direct and order it if you're, you're looking to find out more information. That would be yeah. amazing. Thank you. And Della, um, what was the feedback that you got from the room when you told them what you've shared with us so far? What, what, were, what were the professionals or the training professionals saying to you? They couldn't believe it. Everybody, when you tell them, they're absolutely gobsmacked. They're like, this, this cannot be happening. Mm-hmm. This cannot be right. What about this? What about that? What about fingerprints? You, and you're like, well, the person has to be caught before they have their fingerprints taken. They can live a very long time and a free and easy life under their new alias before they get caught again. Yeah, 100%. Okay. And some people get really angry at me actually because they angry can't believe you? it. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. Yeah. Because they're just like, no, you're talking absolute rubbish. This can't Yeah, they, be they think you're talk you're lying, don't they? They yeah. think you you know you don't know what you're talking about and you yeah. absolutely one hundred percent do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I wish that was the case, but no, you know, it is that yeah. bad. It's that shocking. Because so one of when we got to the thirty seven thousand five hundred on the petition. There is a thing where you, when you get to 10,000, the government will respond yeah. to it. And one of the responses that they always give, generic, uh, copy and paste answer, is we have robust safeguarding in the, in the UK. Robust safeguarding, no. We tick the box on that and then we move forward. And we move yeah. on. Nothing and we know that's here. not the case. Absolutely. Yeah. So... We um we carry on going forward. We had James English, who's got a huge following. He was very supportive. He had me on his podcast, so had a lot of support from there. Um, staff's packed lunch has had us on twice now. Um, yeah, I've seen you on there. You're brilliant. Well done, kids. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this this is like the thing is, I'm a really private, shy person. Yeah, and so this is not for me being out there in the public eye, but. I don't do it for me. I'll do it for little Della and for all the children out there that are never suffering right now. So, you know, maybe once all this is done, I can go back and hide and I'll just get a camper <laughs> van and travel the world or something. But oh, I've, I've had to come out of my comfort zone because this is yeah. not for me, really. Absolutely. But, you know, you have to do what you've got to do. And this yeah. is something 
that Chris and I speak about quite a bit, you know, that takes a lot of self-care as well in beforehand and after, doesn't it, Della? Yeah, absolutely. Like after this, your adrenaline's going, isn't it? So I'll have to just, you know, try and calm myself down again or like travelling to Leeds, you can't go by yourself. You have to get someone to come with you. Same with James English, you know. it, And then explaining to the producers of these things, yeah, I'd love to come on, but I'm going to have to have someone with me. And yeah. then, and then sometimes, like not Steph's pack lunch, they were fabulous. I've had other producers like, oh, I'm thinking, oh, should we have her on then? You know, is she going to be okay? Wow. And you just think, no, I've told you, I'll be perfectly fine once I'm on there, but I yeah. can't travel by myself. Think about, yeah. you know, it's that. Yeah. And it's just, I can't travel by myself. So it's just how it is. Once I get there, I'll be fine. But you just find that they look at you differently and think, oh, I don't know, is she a risk? You know. But this is and where it's... they don't understand trauma and trauma impact, do they? They don't no. understand um, your needs. Yeah. And as you said, you are you are very articulate. You know what you're talking about. You've got the lived experience. You've got the um, you've got all the kinds of experience that you need to get this and push this forward. You have that. You just need support yeah. where you've identified you need the support. And that's all they've got to deliver. They don't yeah. need to risk assess you. They don't need to do any of that. You've done it yourself. Exactly. It's frustrating, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so we've had all of that this year. And, and then, actually, it's been a crazy year. I've just had a quick jot down of what we've been doing over the last yeah. year. And it's like, wow, it has been It's crazy. a lot. It's yeah. been a lot. Can you share so, some of that, Della, for those who are listening, so they can really understand the impact and how much this means, you know, for somebody, like all of us speaking out. Anyway, we always have to look after ourselves. But... Yeah. Now they've got something tangible so that other listeners can understand how much this takes, a, you know, a strength and the courage to be vulnerable as well. And the work you've put into it, as Beverly's just said, it, it takes an immense strength to do all of this. It does. You really have to dig deep. And, you know, I actually, before I did the university one, <clears throat> there's, there'd been um, a documentary about Sarah Sands on BBC and we've become really close and she's been such a big help with our campaign and what her family went through because of this name change loophole is incredible so people should really check out her story as well. Did you say Sandra Sands? Sarah Sands. Sarah Sands okay thank yeah. you. Um, so that documentary came out the morning that I was due to go and do the university talk and I didn't expect me expect it to affect me as much as it did. But mm -hmm. to know what her family had suffered, it broke my heart to watch it. Um, wow. I, so much of my, I don't know if it's my own trauma or just knowing that other children, are, like seeing it clearly, how this had affected other children. I think that's yeah. what it was. Um, that really broke me. And then I had to pull myself together because I had to go and do this university speech. Yeah. I had to put that away as we do in the box. I'll deal with that later. Get on and do what I've got to do. So it really does impact you. And then, yeah. you know, for days afterwards, 
I'll lock myself in the in my bedroom, shut the door. Just I just need to like unwind and have peace and quiet. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So and then, as I was saying, like so much happened last year as well. So one of the things that Sarah Champion really worked hard to push on was to have a three hour debate in Parliament. Mm-hmm. So that was in March, which was incredible because. You know, we were pushing to have this debate with the petition. We didn't get the 100,000, but effectively, this is we got it through Sarah anyway. So, yeah, so that was a huge milestone. And to, and we actually we have a working group of survivors that are affected by this uh, name change loophole also. So it's good to actually work with them as well and know how it's affected their families and and how important this change is yeah um so we all traveled together actually we went to watch the debate live which was incredible to actually be there in parliament and see this being debated and obviously the there was no one there that was debating against it there there was people there that had had reports from their own constituents they were there to say this is not good enough yeah and uh I think Mark Fletcher really got me actually because he'd read my book as well which is Mm -hmm. massive he'd actually bought it and he said he'd bought it for so many other people as well brilliant Um, so his support has been immense so that was incredible and and that my head was all over the place that day because Jeremy Vine wanted to speak to us during the break and you know you're just here there and everywhere yeah um and the support from that was fantastic, not only from MPs, but from the public and the media. Mm-hmm. But still, that was just a debate, it, you know, it was just the start, really. Yeah. And then Matt, Mark Fletcher did a 10-minute rule bill on the sex offender name change, saying that he wants it completely outlawed. He says, if we can stop people that are in prison from um, voting... Yeah, and surely we can stop people in prison, which is a lot where a lot of them are doing it from changing their yeah. lives. They're in prison for sexual offences. How dare they? And they yeah. learn off each other, don't they? It exactly. only takes one person to go, Oh, do you know what? I did this, and they just yeah. all do it. it. It's just like, Why wouldn't they? Yeah, do you know? I've heard of people that some social workers, some um, probation officers actually tell people that they can do it now really yeah that's that's shocking absolutely on the other side of this Della so just hold where you are at the moment in your timeline we get people don't we that say you know they commit a crime then they do their time and then they deserve to be able to get on with their lives yeah and 100% they do deserve to get on with their lives but they don't deserve to go on and re-offend and that is what they're doing by changing their name if they just wanted to you know not re-offend and get on with their lives then I ain't got any qualms with that and I'm sure everybody else hasn't but we know they're not doing this change of name to just get on with their lives they're doing it to re-offend most of them are so you know the line Ah! See, I see it the other way. I don't think they should be allowed to change their name, even if they've served their time. Because as victim survivors, 
it is a life sentence and we have to work with it. It never goes away. It's not like they've stolen something and it can be replaced. They've stopped, they've taken away a lot and actually full stop, not be allowed to change their name. End of. The thing is, even if they do are allowed to change their name, Bev, their convictions should go on their new name. It's simple yes. as that. You know, they shouldn't be, allay, uh, be allowed to leave everything behind to go on and reoffend because yeah. we know that just does not happen. Yeah. Breathe. Della, back yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. It really is a lot. So then after um, Mark Fletcher's 10-minute rule bill, then we had another meeting with Mark, um, more meetings with Sarah. Then they was what they were saying was that the victims bill, victims and prisoners bill. Well, it's a victim and prisoners bill makes no absolute sense putting them together. Uh, but because they didn't just want it to be a victims bill, they wanted to be all inclusive, all encompassing, and then that's where it loses why we needed it in the first place. Exactly. So it was going to be going through as an amendment to the victims bill. That's where we were, middle of last year. Yeah. Um, and then we had, so there was debates about that as well. Um, and then we had a meeting with Ed Agar, I think he was the Justice Minister, and also the... Sarah Dines, the, wasn't it? Sarah Dines, the yeah. Safeguarding Minister. Yeah. That, so that was in about, I think it was end of September last year. That meeting yeah. was very very good and we felt encouraged we felt like they were listening they wanted to do something um and just before that meeting so before we went in i thought we were going into a meeting they were going to talk about where they were what the plans were just before we went in i was told right you're going to go first you're going to speak first and i hadn't prepared anything and i was like oh my god like, little old me has got to go and sit in front of... Do you know how it is, like, when you've got, like, the round tables and everyone's looking yeah. at you? And, and I was like, me first? Oh, my goodness. I was like, you just have to dig deep, Nelly. Like you say, yeah. you know what you're talking about. You, yeah, you do. You've lived yeah. it. Just get in there. Do what you can. So, yeah, I just have to wing it, you know. I'm just... <laughs> you didn't wing it. You <laughs> knew what you, you, you spoke knew. from the heart. You spoke your truth. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. All you can do is go in and speak the truth. Yeah. You know, speaking truth to power and hoping that they learn something from it. Yeah. Um. So that went really well. Um. And then he, they gave us some reasons that it's almost like they wanted to tell us a bit more, but they couldn't. And right. so it was really hopeful when we came out of that meeting. And then only two, three weeks later, it was the Conservatives Party Conference. Yep. And it came out all in the media that Suella Braverman had said, yep, this Della's law is going to go through. We're, we're no longer going to allow sex offenders to change their names. Would have been nice to have been told that this yeah. was going to be announced. But, you know, whatever, as long as it goes through, you know, fantastic. So that, again, you, you're just, you're keeping on, keeping on, keeping on. Yeah. And you're just trying to get through life as a normal nan, mum, doing all what you've got to do. 
And the next thing, you've got all the media wanting your attention, wanting to talk to you about this. You know, you you wake up in the morning and think you're having a normal day and it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Bomb goes not. off. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it feels. Bomb goes off. And yeah. you've literally got to be available to all these different media outlets because we have to, we, you know, we need, yep. we need it yeah, out there. The time's now, isn't it? Exactly. All so of then, that time, Della, you spent trying to get the media... Yeah. or the spotlight on your issue and you couldn't and then all of a sudden they want you and mm -hmm. unfortunately whether you're ill or not it's almost like it's now my time to perform even though it's not a performance yeah. but that's what it feels like yeah it absolutely is you don't have a choice it's just like you know the message is coming thick and fast we want mm -hmm. you on this one at two o'clock this one at three you know, and before you know, you've got film crews turning up at your house. You know, you wasn't expecting it. Um, but I just have to keep getting through And I'm like, okay, I might not be feeling great. You know, yeah. I mean, I've got ME, I've got chronic fatigue syndrome. Yeah. I've got PTSD, you know, fibromyalgia, all of those things. You just have to put them to the side and go, just get through this. Yeah. That's afterwards. Yeah. So you do. So then we had, uh, and this is where Bev's going to pick me up, an APPG meeting. <laughs> what is an APPG meeting, Della? So it's an all-party parliamentary group meeting. Thank you. For safeguarding. Um, the, so the day we were going down to that, um, it was announced, Suella Braverman has now left. Mm -hmm. So... They have into... a habit, these MPs, of leaving when you're just getting started. Just about getting there, yeah. So that was a bit of a, well, it wasn't a bit, it was a huge blow. Yeah. Because the Home Secretary, she was the Home Secretary, she'd announced that she was going to put this law through. Now I have to wait to see who the new one's going to be. Are they going to be on board? So it's sort of, it wasn't going back to square one, but, you know. It's delays, isn't it? It's that... delays. And you don't know how he's going to feel or whether he wants to take it on board. 100%. So then it was sort of like so deflating to think, right, mm -hmm. we've got so far now and we've got to wait and see whether he announces, you know. Yeah. Thankfully, in was it November, James yeah. Cleverly announced in Parliament, yeah, he is going to implement Dallas Law. So huge sorry of relief again. But again, the media, you know, wanted... We was here, there, and everywhere with LBC, um, BBC, loads of different media and radio, which is absolutely fantastic because apart from anything else, it's going to hold government to account that they've yeah. made these announcements. So, okay, now we want to see it. You we know, want to see the action, don't we? We want to see we the want... action. Yeah. Now, well, Della, just, for just those one lists... thing. Sorry, just yeah, one sorry. thing, Chris. Yep. The only concern I have is... He did say during his speech that in certain circumstances. So he put that little clause in there. So we don't know yet what does what in does certain that mean? circumstances mean. So, yeah. So we, he's, no. it, what is, it's so, going to be coming through on the criminal justice bill now as an amendment. So we're just waiting to see yeah. what does that look like. How is it going to be in practice? And again, I was watching the parliamentary debate when he announced this and he hadn't told Sarah 
no. he announced it and Sarah was just sitting there going well when did this happen no one's told yeah. me but but thank you you know yeah they they use it like this what really annoys me is this is our lives this is your life this is what you've been campaigning for activism and all the rest of it and it's Sarah's life because she's doing it through parliament she knows the process and the procedure and it's almost like they do it as shock tactic or they do it to earn brownie points. And and this is what I've been saying to Beverly and everybody for many years. Child sexual abuse, the response to it should not be shock tactics or should not be earning brownie points. It needs this cross-party um, commitment to yeah. actually put in place what needs to be put in place. And if they can't do it with Della's law, which is very specific, very easy to see, very easy to implement and change, if they're not willing to do it with that, we've heard and seen it with the ICSA recommendations as well, which is different. Mm -hmm. I understand that, but it's all to do with child sexual abuse and processes and procedures and laws that all need changing. If they're not going to do it Della's law, if they're going to play around with Della's law and not do that, just by him saying, in certain circumstances, it winds me up. Yeah. Oh. And it makes me think they're not taking this seriously. And again, I'm not to diss cleverly because I don't know him and I don't know what he stands for. And I want to believe that he's going to implement Della's law. And we are meant to be meeting with him sometime this year about the ICSA recommendations. But when you hear reports about him attending certain meetings and then he makes comments that has everyone in the sector in uproar, and I'm not going to mention it because I don't want to burn my own boat, so to speak, but we all know what I'm going on about. Um, we need these ministers to be real upstanders we need them to be really like for the cause and not just part of their promotion part of their this is what i'm doing at the moment we need people like sarah champion that truly get it that are truly on our sides and are truly pushing it forwards jess phillips is another one you know Theresa may for all of her some people don't like her. She got the inquiry up and running in the first place. We need people that are genuinely interested and invested. Yeah. I'm going to get on my soapbox because Beverly no, wants to I, speak. Can I, can I come in because I'm desperate to say something? Yeah. What I'm going to say is we want action takers, not showboaters. Yeah. 100%. Yes. And I, could, I can say that Mark Fletcher is 100% you know, action as well. So between yeah. him and Sarah, they've done yeah. so much over this last year, especially to get yeah. this yeah. Where, it, where it is today. But it just and aggravates the life out of me that, you know, child sexual abuse just slides down the agenda time and time again, yeah. just because the ministers that are in place that are in charge of it, they either leave or they've done something wrong that gets them kicked out of their post and our efforts just get pushed down and down and down instead of 
it's just there and they pick it up and they go with it. You know what I'm saying? Can we take this moment also? Because I remember Della, obviously, you know, lots of things coming out. One of the actions that were taken, like, well, I remember last March, it was contact your MP and get your MP to be part of this debate. Mm -hmm. And once we have something like that, it's what's lovely is some people actually do do it. And obviously, I I was one of those people that did that. And I relocated to a different area. So I wasn't quite sure what was going to happen. And I remember actually emailing and walking around and and posting a handwritten letter through his door. <laughs> I thought there's no way he's not going to um, take part in this. And actually I got a letter back. So for all those people that did, it may seem a very small step, but it means such a difference, doesn't it? it Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I had so many people sending me the letters that their MPs had responded. And the biggest change from that letter, from the original letters that were going out saying we have robust safeguarding, they took that out of the letter because I know they can't say that anymore. (laughs) So it made a huge change. Yeah. You know, people contacting their MPs. It wasn't copy and paste anymore. But what Bev's just highlighted and what you've highlighted throughout all of this, Stella, is that people power is important, isn't it? It's like add your voice to what what is already happening. And also for us to highlight where the failures are or where the stuck points are or where is it that is stopping it moving forward. So it's like the minister's changing it's like the them losing their positions because of maybe their own behavior in post and it shouldn't be about that it should just be about whoever is behind the ministers so it's about the um civil servants as well yeah working with the ministers and going you know what we've got it to this point now we just need to bring you up to speed and we need you to push this on we yeah. don't want you to change anything we got the commitment from the previous post holder you as the new post holder need to push it forward and get it over the finish line that's yeah. what we need to hear and what we need to see absolutely yeah. and Della I just want to say as well because when I spoke about all the people that have done those small steps that what you've put into and you've you've collaborated and and made that happen and go through is no small feat at all that is huge and I just want to ask you for people listening what political experience or legal experience did you have before that outside of you know in like in your professional life absolutely not (laughs) yeah absolutely not and I think I, I say this a lot and I've put it in the book as well, is that something that sticks with me is people say, oh, someone should do something about that. But we are someone, you know, and people might look at you and think, oh, how have you managed to do that? Or just taking one step in front of the other and just doing what you can, knocking on all those doors, talking to the media. Thankfully, we've got the Safeguarding Alliance on board, you know, we we, we wouldn't be where we are now without them. But it is... So they were doing that research already. I was coming at it from a victim survivor's perspective. 
look out for people that are campaigning on what you're doing and join forces, you know. Yeah. you just got to keep on keeping on. Collaboration makes such a difference. And thank you so much, Della, for keeping on. I know we've got more to do, but, I, you know, I just think it's important, Della, to really recognise, you know, the effort and the impact that it has, not on just changing the law, but on your own personal life as well. And your family is nice because it reverberates, doesn't it? 100% it does, yeah. I mean, after going through the trial, that was bad enough. And then to jump straight onto this, um, I don't think I've managed yet to process everything because I've gone from one thing straight to another. Um, and probably once all this is done, I, d I don't think... People say, you know, you should be proud and everything. I don't think it's really the full impact of it has hit me yet and it probably won't mm. until the actual law is changed. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it has affected... It's taken over my life. This is my life. This is what I do. Yeah. Della, what else now needs to be done? What else can we help you with, if anything? Um, I would... So what we know now is that it's going to go through as an amendment on the Criminal Justice Bill. So we're waiting for that to come back. And obviously we need to know what James Cleverly means by in certain circumstances, because we're not just going to come this far and then let, let him get away through. with that. Yeah. It's not just going to go through and be ineffective. Put it down. Yeah. No. So what is Della's law? Can you recite that for people so they know exactly what it is you're trying yeah. to achieve? So Della's law is we would like sex offenders not to be able to change their name. Um, so what there's two strands at the moment. One that Sarah Champion is fighting for is that they have markers put on their driving licence passports um, so that it will flag up that they are a convicted sex offender. So that if they do try and change their name, they will link those names and know that who they are. What Mark Fletcher is asking for is there's so in that instance they would be able to change the name but it would be linked up. But the markers will be the linked. The markers yeah. will be linked. Whereas Mark Fletcher wants to say, once you are a convicted sex offender, you are no longer allowed to change your name. Wow. Yeah. That would be most effective, but then you're getting people going, Oh, it's against their human rights. Yeah. Well, can I go back a step there and just ask because we're talking about convicted sex offenders. What about people that are um, um, arrested or, you know, interviewed about potential crimes? Because can That's they just change an... their names? I don't think in that instance. No, I mean, it hold was... up, Bev. You won't hold up. No, and I understand that, but just to let people be aware that, you know, because everybody thinks, oh, once they're convicted, yes, we know, but you and, well, we all know how many cases don't necessarily go to court. That doesn't mean to say it hasn't happened. No. Mm -hmm. And I just want to highlight that so people don't think that things are infallible because, you know, no. sadly, Absolutely. you know, when it comes to sexual abuse, particularly when it's in childhood, the rate of conviction is is the lowest. Yeah. It's poor. It's disgusting. It is. Quite frankly, 
Exactly. And I think they currently we have 65,000 convicted sex offenders in the UK. So at least we want to know who they are and where they are. So the, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Where where are they? Yeah. Because yes. the probation services, they don't know half the time, do they, where these convicted sexual offenders are? No. And this wow. is where, I mean, my dad's dead now, but when I go, then the reason why I'm asking is when I was interviewed, you know, like, hmm, 30 odd years, about 30 years ago, by the NSPCC and the police because of something that's come out. Because another sibling had also confirmed, although it wasn't going through to court case, they actually reassured us and said, your, you know, your dad's name will go on a sex offenders list. But he wasn't actually convicted, so it would flag up. That would mean he could actually change his name, and he did actually change his name. To other it, people. Did he? Yeah. I don't know how that would work if they are on the sex offenders list. No. They can't and, be entered unless they're convicted. I know that now, but at the time, yeah. that, that was sort of my appeasement. Does that make sense? Yeah, because you were told that 100%. Yeah, and I believe it. My dad, Beverly, was convicted before the sexual offenders register came to came into play. So any they didn't do it retrospectively. So anybody that were convicted before the offenders register came into play, they're not on there anyway. And well, I also have heard that sexual offenders, they drop off the register after a time. So they're on it for five years, 10 years, whatever it is, and then they drop off of it anyway. So the register is only live for a certain part of offenders' lives even after conviction so it it's a moving piece of work it is and they can even apply to come off it after so long as well can't they and they shouldn't be allowed to no no, no there's it's a lot of work to do it's 2024 and you cannot believe you know that that's what's happening people don't are not aware of this and you know we're always learning ourselves so if we're still learning and we're in it yeah. think about you know there'll be some listeners listening to this or watching this who will be gobsmacked yeah so Della going back to what we can do to help if anything what what does that look like again it's contacting your MPs you know just keeping on at them if you've not done it previously please do it again if you uh, I'm sorry please do that if you have done it previously you could just message them for an update where are we what's happening with it Okay, and is there a template letter anywhere that people can access? Is it on the Alliance? Um, not at the moment, but people can okay. go onto the it's www.thesafeguardingalliance.org.uk slash campaign. If you go on there, they'll find out all about the campaign yeah. that we've been doing. Fabulous. Okay, um, so can we'll you say that, that website again as well? Please, can you just say it again? Yeah, so it's thesafeguardingalliance.org.uk slash campaign fabulous okay five more minutes ladies okay well, so your journey so far Della how would you sum it up for yourself oh, roller coaster <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a roller coaster you know there's been lots of downs but now we're getting much more up so you know to start with I felt like a little fish in a big pond Thankfully mm -hmm. now, people are aware of it. 
um, it, it is spreading the awareness. Um, and we're finally getting somewhere. You know, we have the insurance, this assurance from the Home Secretary now. So now it's 2024, it's time to roll our sleeves up, get on yeah. with the job and get it over the line. Couldn't have said it better, Beverly. Absolutely. Della, I, you know, I'm sitting here listening and it's like anything when we, we have a chat before, we know what's going on, but it's only when we're in this, talking together, having this conversation, and I don't know about you, Chris, but my emotions have gone up and down, like there's anger, there's frustration, and Della, that's just us listening. You know, I can only start to begin to imagine, you know, the tip of the iceberg, what it's been like for you, because I know, you know, how it just frustrates, angers, pushes you. Yeah. I, just, I can't say thank you enough, and thank you doesn't sound enough, does it, Chris? No, this little girl, this woman, I've shared a room with. We've been on <laughs> courses together, and I have just literally seen her grow and flourish in before my eyes. I'm extremely proud of you. I think you're bloody wonderful. And I think you need to be proud of yourself and recognise what it is you've actually done. Oh, thank Absolutely. you. I just think of all the people that contact me and, you know, what they've been through. I've had contact from families, two in particular, where the children have been murdered by these people. And they have to live with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I've been contacted by so many people that have have horrific stories, you know. And if I can mm -hmm. just be a voice for them and just know that we are doing everything we can to get this change. And not just change it, but also, you know, you say retrospectively, what about the ones that have already changed mm -hmm. their life? Yeah. Yep. Don't think that we're just looking forward and saying, let's get this law changed. No, we want the government to commit to looking backwards and for, if there's 60,000, 65,000 uh, convicted sex offenders, that's not a lot of people. Do you pay me? I will do it. If that's what yeah. I need to do for the next <laughs> few years, I will look back and find every 65,000 and make sure that they are who they say they are. Yeah. And Della, I speak for me, I can't speak for Chris. If they're going to pay, I'll help you too as well. Yes. Because <laughs> it needs to be funded, let's be honest. You know, exactly. we can't keep doing everything for free. It needs, you know, bills have to be paid, have to, have to, you know, keep living ourselves and looking after ourselves. That's important. And that's one of the things, you know, I'm always talking about self-care. So, Della, you have been amazing sharing the detail that you have today and truly appreciate that from the bottom of our hearts. But also thinking about your self-care because that is so important. Thank you, Beth. It's, it's just been a pleasure. It always is. Always a pleasure to come and talk to Chris. I just want to hear, by the end of 24, Della, that you're back on our podcast saying, we I did, did it, we did it, <laughs> yes. We did it. It is. It's what a we want. Way. It's collective. The, nobody can change laws single-handedly. It's no. a collective effort. Yeah. Well, you and everybody that's involved with you have done a marvellous job. We will always support, we will always share, and we will always help you any way we can. So thank you very much. Is there any last thing you want to say? Your word is the last word. <laughs> Just thank you. Thank you to everybody that's on board. And 
fun with us. Keep pushing because we can do it and we will do it. We will. And anyone wanting to ask any questions, you can always email breaking the cycle two step forward at gmail.com. And if you go back into some of the episodes, you'll actually be able to listen to the episode that we've been speaking about with Sarah um, Waitman MP and listen to that one as well. So that'll give you more background with the links that Della's spoken about, about her book, about Survivors Trust campaign. We will add those links as well afterwards. So thank you Survivors so much. Alliance. Survivors Alliance. Survivors Alliance even. Or have as I got know, that wrong? It's Safeguarding the Safeguarding. Well, at least everybody knows this is uncut, authentic. It's from the heart. And, you know, from the heart, thank you so much, Della. Thank you. And if anybody wants to contact me, it's Della's Law on all social media. Thank yeah, you. You can't thank miss you. her. She's everywhere, folks. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us today, everyone. And we'll see you in another podcast very soon. Goodbye for now, everyone. Bye.